you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi, Edie. everyone. My name's Mr. Fruit, and welcome back to the GG Over Easy podcast alien episode. In today's episode, as well you would hope, we talk about aliens. We start out discussing, if you did your homework, the Bob Lazar story, his recount of the life he has had and what happened. Uh, Then we go on to discuss what we thought about it, uh, what we did or did not believe, where we stand on it, uh, and then talk about everything alien-wise, are we alone in the universe, some questions, some previous sightings, you know, are those credible? What's credible? Are aliens real. Let's find out right, right now. now. Oh, we're back. Oh, sorry. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the GG Over Easy podcast. Cast, cast, cast. You thought it was over. The only seven star rated podcast, which Rob is going to look up a review right now because we didn't think of that beforehand, <laughs> but I just thought of it. We let's just go ahead, address the elephant in the room really quick. Although this is the alien episode i'm ready if you know what i mean <laughs> no what do you mean no um last week no gg over easy what the heck yeah it was with the holidays and we had a lot of personal stuff going on rob and i unfortunately couldn't make it work um we we didn't plan not we we weren't planning to not have a podcast because if that's ever the case we'll give you a heads up we'll be like hey yeah next week no podcast or like what am I doing again? I'm looking for a review. review. That's <laughs> I was like looking at Big Bird. I changed my picture to Big Bird, and I was no. like, "Man, I would die for that bird." <laughs> okay, it was weird. Sorry. Are you are you an alien? Put it to Rob. Maybe Big Bird is. Anyway, yeah. Apologies on no episode last week. You'd be surprised how many people were like, "Yep, knew it. That's it. GG over is done." Well, it was a good run while it lasted. I even did. I was like, "Wow, that's it." I had fun. <laughs> We opened the Patreon. We're like, see ya. <laughs> oh, we out. No, that was like, you know, we lasted what, about four times as long as the last one. So we'll come back in like two years and last like 48 episodes, whatever. All right. I have a five-star review um, from Cool Hockey Player. This was on Tuesday. It's a very long one, and I'm a very bad reader. So if I stumble on some words or if I don't know how to say a word correctly, don't be like the guy in the back of the class going, hand. just like shouting it out, like restaurant idiot. <laughs> So yeah, like you're I, struggling, yeah. Uh, I, and on the on on the on the on it's onomatopoeia. Like I went to the and then the guy in the back's like store, Rob. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. Store, <laughs> thank you. Um, it's called Fruit and Crew. I have been a fruit fan since around 2015. 
I watched him play Destiny, Overwatch, and a bit of Fortnite. Uh, hey. I fell apart from him when Fortnite took off, and I'm so glad I found him again because Rob Blue and Fruit and everyone else can always bring a smile to my face. Even when I think bad thoughts, I will just watch Robbie's Revenge and know Rob has it worse. Okay, wow. Like, okay, wow. I mean, sure. Uh, but in all seriousness, I love this podcast because I can relate. I love all of your guys' videos and love to see uh, that you are all successful. I don't care if you get one view on your videos. Um, well, I, uh, I think because I that will be me enjoying my time because you're amazing and funny videos. Thanks for the podcast and everything you have done for me. Well, thank you, cool hockey player. Thank, thank you, you for everything you've done for us, and would still watch if we got yeah. one view. Because that was that could have very well been the usual. Like I used to watch you, <laughs> but this was the I used to watch you, and now I do again. But I watch again. You came back, so shout out to you. I don't know how you like lost me. I didn't go anywhere, but <laughs> we have that joke where like when we go to like Guardian Con or like GCX, um, when we meet somebody and we're like, "What's your favorite video?" and they're like. Uh, I love Rob's Revenge. We're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. At this point, it's like, <laughs> that's like an internet time. That's yeah. Like I love well. your TTTs. You're like, oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, that one's like, oh, yeah. okay, nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. You like that one. Yeah, but if they're like, um, I loved your uh, your Overwatch character overviews. Like, <laughs> So the beta, all right? Gotcha. 60 second reviews. Those. Yeah, those are my, <laughs> when are they coming back? When are they coming back? I love your montages too. Oh, yeah. Anyway, thank you though hockey player and everybody else who does support this podcast seven stars apparently i don't know when we upgrade to eight i don't know if that's an hey. xp kind of thing some people are i'm hearing rumors we might be 10 maybe a 10 star that's i don't know my favorite that's, number that's maybe a little ambitious that's double digits too. i mean if anyone is up to it though i think that's us i think so too and i do Probably appreciate not skip weeks again though because we're <laughs> on our way to being yeah. demoted to six stars hey blue stop. the stonks <laughs> no stonks are up no stonks are up after last week everyone's like sell so get out. <laughs> this is volatile. Martha Stewart gave me a call. Throw him out. <laughs> She's got all the info. But speaking of our supporters, the producers ah. helping us out over on Patreon, a big thank the you. The Stag Omega. <laughs> to, well, yes, we of course have our legends, but then also a big shout out to Blake Russell, Brandon Smith, Divic Fox, Dev Hollow, GB Hash, Jane Blanche, Maria Brennius, and Seven Falco, Sean, and Thorne Lisinski for the support. And for love the guys. support on the Alien Podcast. What number is this? 16, 17? No, I think you made a joke about Sweet 16. Last oh, time. so we're 17. Mm. Or are we legal? Are we 18 now? No, we're not. We're okay, not we're, still ju- yeah, we're, no, we're, we're still bait. We're still bait. Okay. <laughs> we're still jail bait. Hold on till next episode, everybody. Yeah. That's, that's and when you want to. But that's when the bathwater uh, tear drops. I kind of also wanted to um, decorate the office in... Some Christmas attire, dude. You would never take it down. It would yeah, be Christmas in here all be the cool. time. Yeah. No, it wouldn't be cool. You had your Christmas tree up in your. They just set up their new Christmas tree, and I was like, "Oh wow, the Christmas tree is up! I can't wait till you guys buy a new house and take that one down." Right. <laughs> Listen, dude. Here's how it works. You have a Christmas tree up in anticipation for Christmas. Christmas leaves, and then you just have it up early for the next one. It's not early. You just. Are- <laughs> procrastinating and you just should take maybe it i like the ambient it's it's homey it it's is very comforting homey. it's so festive i, I do like the tree though you guys owned thank you yeah do you um so do you keep your tree up all the time blue i don't get a tree oh i don't either i mean my parents do but, like, but you said it's festive do you do you are you like scream oh no i love the i love the aesthetic but i don't get a tree the bah humbug aesthetic and you know if you it's coming from blue. i love the aesthetic i love 
Christmas time for the most part. Sometimes the the aesthetic is nice and sick, and when you go in someone's home and they have all the yeah. all the nice little reefs in the tree and all the ornaments it's like oh this is dope but i just got a problem with christmas stuff when people celebrate like before thanksgiving you know what i mean that was sweet that was the i mean i don't really have room to get a tree is what i'm trying to say well you can get a you can get a small one well mini okay but at that point if you don't go big or go home with christmas then you might as well not even do it whatever man i just like i just like the lights and stuff it it makes me feel well you're warm and fuzzy you're five days into december Hey, How, and we still have no decorations. <laughs> hey, but listen, once the once the Christmas songs start coming on, it's like mm, you start jamming out. They've been out for like three mm, weeks now. Mm, 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 mm. You're trying except, my moves. Yeah, except um, uh, I'm tired of Elf. I'm gonna say it. I think it's uh, one of the more overrated. My it, stepbrother loves that movie. People keep trying to push it as a classic, but like, yeah, you're just it's, it's not. Like, it's, it's not, as bad, it's, it's not it's bad. as bad as people trying to push Die Hard. If you ask my stepbrother, that's all. Oh my God, Die Hard is not. A Christmas movie. It's not even a good movie. Look, at least Elf is straight up Christmas. Hey, but look, I mean, I I, I understand that people enjoy it watching it during Christmas, but people are will, like die on the hill that Die Hard's a Christmas movie just because it takes it just, place during yeah, it Christmas. Just takes place yeah. on Christmas. It doesn't. No, he's not like I saved this for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, like Santa comes out. Ho ho ho! <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks, Bruce Willis. Yeah, you saved us all. And with that, though. Before we get too far off in the one episode, we're trying to actually have a topic. Yeah, we well, you we don't need to specifically stay on one thing; just in the broad topic of uh, the, the, the yeah. extraterrestrial or alien, Ooh. yeah, whatever that has to do. So, and that was more of a ghost sound. We know Ooh. some of you did your homework. We appreciate that, and that's also why we took a week off. So, for the people that didn't do <laughs> yeah. their homework, yeah, somebody's like, "Oh, it's like you showed up and like the test was moved to the the next <sighs> day." Like, "Oh, thank God!" <sighs> like, "Oh, I totally forgot yeah. about that." So, there are some people that did the homework. There's some people who had some time. Some people probably crammed it right before, and then there are others who are just like, yeah, "Yeah, miss me with that." Understandable. I'll be doing a, a little synopsis, but if you did watch it, you'll have a better idea. The entire podcast won't be talking about. And what we're mentioning is the Bob Lazar podcast with Joe Rogan. We saw you in the comments. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we saw you. They're like, hey, who's here doing the GG Easy homework? And we're like, those are our stands. Mm-hmm. And then Joe Rogan like responded and was yeah. like, who? What podcast? <laughs> Let's and... get them on. <laughs> they seem cool. Yeah, no. That didn't happen. But some people did that. We'll do a short synopsis. But overall, we'll be talking about all things. Yeah, I got to um, pull out my notes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Christian has a phone. I have my scroll. Yeah, so I, I did some take take some notes, and we'll start with this whole Bob Lazar nonsense. And I have a few notes that I might visit, um, or if we need to uh, discuss like a couple facts because some of the names and stuff I lost sight of. Mm-hmm. But and by the way, I haven't. Rob and Blue hadn't listened to it before I told them to for this podcast. I had like like listened to the moments or like the clips that Joe yeah. Rogan has. That those, that's the only thing I've seen of it. Like, so just those moments. That this was more or less their first reaction to it as well, and I haven't talked to them about it yet, so mm-hmm. I don't know what yeah. they think or where they stand. That's what we'll be discussing today. Um, but for the most part, Bob Lazar is a guy, pretty smart guy apparently, who um, worked at Los Alamos for a while, which is like some tech lab yeah, it was like he made he was like i made my um a, a honda civic into a, a turbo rocket <laughs> is that is that what he sounds like something like yeah i mean come on like yeah if <laughs> you're a rocket like yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i mean if you're saying you have a turbo rocket in your thing and that's and how you got the job i pulled it up so there actually oh. is proof okay yes. 
Uh, L.A. Man joins the jet set at 200 miles an hour, and it's a picture of Bob Lazar with his um, He makes car a car and, like a rocket, yeah. basically. So essentially what happened was this got noticed, and at the same time he was working there, he was able to take some time off or something to go to a speaking or a guest speaker that had come. And I can't remember the name for the life of me, which I should, but it's the father of the atomic bomb. Um, that was the guy that figured out like the Sir whole Isaac hydrogen Newton. thing or whatever. No, <laughs> he was long dead. King Calorie. <laughs> King Calorie. Um, but essentially, so this guy noticed it and like they, they talked, whatever. He's like, hey, you're this guy in the front of the newspaper. So blah, blah, blah. He made connection with the dude. Fast forward. When, um, I don't know what the official name was at that time, but essentially the Area 51. The fuzz. Which back then wasn't really like known as Area 51. And it wasn't like the same thing it is today. Yeah. But they <laughs> they reached out essentially about like this uh, special opportunity he could do, and he needed some references. Whatever referenced that guy he met. Now this is like the fu- like the man, like the government saying like yeah. yo, like and this know. is like early or mid eighties, um, mid to late eighties. Senses and blah blah blah. Point is, he gets a job at SR four, which is a division on the base. In Nevada of Area 51 or whatever you call it. Apparently, Area 51 is just one of the places. Yeah, it's like a subdivision. I yeah, wrote that too. I said Area S4, not subdivision. Area 51. Yeah, not. Yeah. They wanted to be specific. Mm-hmm. So he worked at SR4. And what he was brought on to do was work with propulsion systems. Because power and propulsion specifically is what uh, they called his division. He went in, got briefed, didn't believe much of what he was reading, thought it was like a, a trick. They were trying to throw him off because what he was reading was science fiction for the most part. He's reading these briefings first day and he's like, huh, yeah, sure, whatever. Didn't really believe most of them. Figured it was like, um, as he mentioned, they do this sometimes. They'll put in false information here and there because if you leak it. Yeah, they'll know and there's where a it detail, came from. Yeah, they're like, oh, we told so-and-so that. That's not true, but now we know where yeah, the leak came so from. So we're going to murder you. Yeah. So he figured, all right, yeah, like. I don't believe really any of this until he goes in on um, the day, whatever you'd want to call it. I mean, your first day. Alien day. His first day. Independence day, probably. A day. Um, Yeah, a a day. It was a Tuesday. He goes in and he tries to describe what exactly he saw um, and worked on for the unknown amount of time he was there. It wasn't like a long stint but long enough that he worked there. And he called it an anti-gravity slash gravity hemisphere object, the way he would describe it. Now, hemisphere, does he mean like like it's a sphere, or was he saying like it's kind of like the cliche, like kind of bottom of like this kind of like shape? You know what like I mean? Like if you, if you cut. I mean, he doesn't really go into like okay. incredible detail of. The object itself. It, there's only so much you can really describe of something that you've never seen before. Yeah. So the main takeaways was it was it it created its own gravitational force, which at the time and as of now we still can't do. We can't oh, yeah, create. It could, yeah, it would create like a gravity. gravity. Yeah. Um, which means like this, like if this cup could create gravity. I mean, that cup technically has a gravitational force, but it's not but strong it's enough so to pull my my no. phone. Right? It's all dependent on mass. And he's saying like this thing would. But... Well, so what he was saying is actually the opposite. It didn't pull you in. Pushed you away. Oh, that's right. You couldn't like touch and it. And he he pretty much talked about it like when you have two of the same magnetic poles and you try to put them together oh, and you right. can't quite. That's how he said it felt like because he he put his hand 
he tried to touch it and he couldn't get past this anti-gravitational barrier, whatever it was emitting. And essentially what this object did was it, it was so powerful and unknown to them how it was doing it, it was creating its own gravitational force, which we still don't know how to do. For us, it's just a matter of mass. Get up enough mass and that has a gravitational force. Okay, a little off topic here. If that is a real thing, you can't tell me we can't print coal. Next. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, okay, so I'm serious. One, so for one, I guess we'll get into the discussion of it more. There's a lot of laws of physics that breaks immediately, which will, I mean, we well, can't I mean, really go too deep into it. But point is, Rob, well, you can do that. That still doesn't exist to us. So no, we cannot <laughs> yeah, print coal that yet. That still doesn't have to do that. But if this is real, you can do that. But, but here's my thing too. Like, okay, so in my notes, here let me oh. do, let me just explain oh, through okay, a story, okay, okay. and then and then we'll come oh, back okay. and talk. Okay, about it, right. So it comes in. There's this extraordinary object, and this is kind of where everything starts from. He talks about he has one partner. Um, I don't remember his name. Oh, Bob um, or uh, oh, what did he name him? No, not Bob. He's Bob. No, Jeremy's the crazy dude. He was with. <laughs> oh, partner. I was gonna. Yeah. I, was, I immediately Barry. wanted to start talking it's about Barry. Barry. It's Barry. Yeah, y'all, Jeremy, uh, we'll talk about that. Um, that guy sucks. Yeah, Barry, I believe that was the name of his partner, his co- co-op in crime or whatever his you want to call co-professor. it. Co-professor. And he was the guy that was like, yo, Bob, check this out, this thing's crazy. Bob's like, what in the world? And it should also be noted on the way in on this first day when he was going to go find this power and propulsion system, he also redocuments how he saw these saucers or UFOs at the time. And he figured he saw them and they had like American flags like pinned on them or whatever. And he's like, oh, like... So this whole time, UFOs, yeah, they're actually just our ships. Advanced like spacecrafts or something like that. Yeah, or maybe like like, prototypes or whatever. So he's like, yeah, whatever. Goes in, finds this, and they can't make any sense out of it. The only thing they've been able to do is figure out how to activate it, how to like turn it on. Um, But like really aside from that, whatever catalyst, they have no idea anything else about it. And so he was brought in to try and figure out if they can re- reverse engineer this that was the whole entire part and point of him going to sr4 with this power and propulsion system was can he um reverse engineer this yeah can we figure out how it works and then can we recreate it yeah because if this is true i mean like he talks about too it's it's literally stuff of science fiction which science fiction eventually becomes science fact at some point like he brings up like 100 years ago like our phone was science fiction mm-hmm. it was like yeah yeah right so, but he's saying this is like if he he like compares it to like if I took like a nuclear like bomb or like yeah. nuclear something and dropped it in like the 1400s. like a Victorian era. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the metaphor he likes to use. He's like, uh, assume you take a nuke and you just go here to like, so people in the Victorian era. They're gonna, huh? yeah, they might be able to figure out like he says like tinker with some things. Or he also like explains like imagine you you put a motorcycle with the keys and the ignition in that era or whatever, or even farther behind. Eventually they're going to figure out we can turn it and turn it on. Yeah. doesn't mean you know anything else about it. doesn't mean you know how to, how to use it. I know how to set off the bomb. Yeah. Well, and that's what like what Bob says too, is like, that's why he starts like not liking what he's doing. Cause then he starts getting like scared. Cause he's like, well, if you drop like them, like a radiation is a thing. And and if they were dissecting that, they would all die of radiation poisoning. And he's like, and that could like, is something that could happen with like this reactor. We have no idea what this thing is. Yeah. So obviously some uh, factors there. Hopefully he had some good uh, insurance. I'm sure that I'm sure they had to have benefits of some sort, right? Dental. Um, but he says uh, this uh, used uh, energy and converted to heat. Um, 
And so this whole entire time he's working on this object. And this is where it all spans from. And at first, he, there wasn't really anything wrong with it or anything. But then it was one of these days, he eventually goes in and he gets a couple days to look at the craft that apparently uses this power and propulsion system to work or whatever it is. Yeah. He goes inside the craft, mentions, he describes kind of what it looks like. Um, I believe his was kind of rippled or something. Um, but for the most part, kind of like a saucer. Go in, really small. Yeah, he didn't say he it said. was very tall. Yeah, like. three levels. Um, not enough room to stand in. And it was pretty much barren. No, Did you say there were like little mini chairs Yeah, or there was, there's no angles or uh, corners. Yeah, it was it's all just like round, round. rounded. He said it's either a ceramic or some sort of like a sheet metal. And the only thing in the ship, or at least in what they believe to be like the hole or whatever where yeah. these things would be, were essentially like three just seats screens. almost. Um, a center console device that didn't really have anything. I believe that's what he said the propulsion system would sit in or where it was housed. Something. And there was a screen that could become translucent you could see out of. Like a, yeah. A, like it would like take glass away. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Which which we have that. Like he mentioned mm-hmm. clouded glass. Um, Joe like, whoa. Yeah, you just, uh, electrons. You just activate some electrons and not. And that's, you see that in bathrooms and stuff sometimes. Really expensive. But, so we have that kind of technology. But he goes and sees this. And then this is when it's like, it, it, things start to get weird and it doesn't really make sense. And then they show him one day the craft lifting off mm-hmm. and lifted off nearly silently so they could like hover um it didn't let off energy in in the form of heat which is what we normally know as like then for engine, us yes. yeah if you you create some sort of combustion like that or whatever like we have to heat engine, up gas to go yeah right heat is usually a, i think a product of energy yeah. um when you have more energy or whatever so he goes on to say all about this stuff and this is where it all starts and he's doing this feeling a little weird about it um but then he also starts to get ghosted essentially by the government because he would go on for a couple days and like off on off he'd just get calls at night like yo come in he'd work there for a stint go back um he lived somewhere in nevada with his family but essentially the government was had his whole house bugged and figured out that his wife was cheating on him and part of the government or like these secret divisions and stuff is make sure that you're sane. Yeah. Like, you're sane. You have a, your life is stable outside of work. Yeah. Which includes your, your house relationships. Life. Yeah. yeah. And so obviously this could be a strain. And so they don't know how this could impact him, but they haven't told him this big brothers listening. Yeah. But he's just kind of not being clued in and stuff. So while all this is going on, he starts to get spooked and he thinks he's like being followed and stuff. So he's like, you know what? Uh, just be safe. Like, I'm going to let people, I'm, I'm going to tell some of my friends like what's going on or whatever. So he tells some of his friends when they're doing test flights, which they're doing them like Wednesday night um, over in yeah. certain mountains uh, near the base because like, I guess at that time there's like the least amount of cars and were visible. And at that time they hadn't bought as much land. Um, so it wasn't as close uh, or it was closer to where you could get right now, but there are like highways and stuff near, but they said that was like the least amount of people that would ever be out during the week they do it at a certain time at night they'd send it out sometimes it was more um i don't know the word he said but like stressful tests mm-hmm. um some were like high performance tests and others were just kind of like 
find the thing yeah. around. Like, and then, like, he, he was saying that, like, you can't really record it at, like, because, what, this was, like, the 80s. So, I like, with a and at camera night, like that, it would literally just be, like, kind of looking at yeah, a light. Yeah, like, like a light moving. Yeah, it wouldn't look um, like anything. Because it was so dark as well. But he brings some friends out there. And they all account that, you know, at, at the time he said there would be this thing happening. It was there. They all saw this same thing, whatever it was. Um, and so he did this a few times before he finally got caught. And they're like, Bob, yo, this is what up. Your wife's cheating on you, blah, blah, blah. Like, this ain't looking good for you. We'll let you know what, what happens next. So he's not doing anything. And at this point, he's super scared. Like, great, I just got caught. I have no idea what's going to happen. So he contacts a reporter that he'd heard about, George Knapp, um, somewhere around the Vegas area, I believe, who he goes on the record with and is pretty much like, yo, this is who I am. This is what's happening, just in case, blah, blah, blah. Sets the record straight with him. Eventually, they actually air Bob's story, 5 o'clock news, um, in Vegas when Bob was kind of like, yeah, I don't really want to, like last second. Yeah. And then George like, no, we're airing this. They aired it. And then the government called him and um, I, like his boss, whatever, and essentially apparently told him, you have no idea what we're going to do to you now. Or like, do you have any idea what we're going to do to you now? And that was the last he ever heard of him. So a little manka, but essentially throughout his whole life, and if you want more detail, again, go listen to that podcast. But he gets um, recruited and goes into this project, secret project for um, SR4, the government, working on this alien technology. He's working on propulsion and power on this thing. And there are an unknown amount of other devices and technology and ships that apparently they have. And everybody's working on different yeah, subsects. Other teams are like working on Yeah, them. but they can't really share information, so he doesn't. He doesn't claim to know or talk about anything he does know. He only talks about yeah. what he experienced and what he worked on. Um, goes through, sees this stuff, which essentially he's claiming and accounting like this is how I know this stuff exists. Goes through. He has some He has some points. Some people have some counterpoints. One of them being um, element, what was it, 115? Uh, 115. Element 115. I have it in my notes. Yes, element 115. <clears throat> So for those unaware, essentially, when he was working on this power and propulsion system, they identified an element that they that w- didn't exist as we knew it yet, which they called element 115. And element 115 went on, I forget when, but it was early 2000s yeah, or something. Yeah, it was like mid-2000s. Some people were working with like um, mini hydrogen colliders or something. That's how, like that, that. Well, that's how, like, these, like, these elements, it's, like, the elements that are, like, found, like, below, like, the normal kind of elements. It's, like, elements that can last, like, five seconds, like, yeah. naturally before they... They barely were able to create it. Yeah. But they found and identified this element 115, which was exactly how Bob had described it back when, in the 80s or whatever, when mm-hmm. he supposedly worked on this. So, for instance, that was one of the points he goes to to say, like, yo, I'm not exactly crazy. But uh, his producer wants you to know that's a great placeholder. And oh, like, but <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, he also goes on. So an interesting part, too, is like he had his life messed with and sort of some of it redacted literally um, by the government. Supposedly, they went back and that was kind of part of what they supposedly did to him, because the idea is since he's a public figure or something like there's less damage they can do and they can't, they can't just like whack him, you know? Yeah. Um, it's too late. So instead they go back and his education has disappeared, which says he's never gone anywhere for education. Although he claims 
and has some proof, I guess, that he did go to Caltech and MIT, graduated. Oh, wow. Um, there's no record of his employment at Los Alamos, um, which is where that newspaper thing happened, and he got recruited in SR4. Um, however, George Knapp, the um, reporter, did find a list of a 1982 phone booth directory of employees from the past, and uh, Bob Lazar was on it. So there's like that proof and the proof, like, like that newspaper cutout. Like, mm-hmm. that's still there in the record of yeah. him, like, with his old jet car. So, shows that, but everything else shows that he never worked there. Um, nothing like that. Hmm. His birth certificate has disappeared. No longer exists. How um, do you, like, apply for, like, a loan then? Or, like, <laughs> I guess you don't pay taxes then. <laughs> that's, hey, nice. Right? So, essentially, though, he was just seeing, like, part of his life would have just disappear before him. And um, so... That's part of the conspiracy theory. Some people say, yeah, Bob, you're crazy. You never did these things. Others are like, no, that's proof that they messed with them. And obviously there's proof that like, no, some of this did happen. So, I, you know, you uh, can decide what you believe there. Um, another one. Debate, our debatable topic. Yeah. Because it's just so, such a, such a split uh, on like what people believe and what they don't believe, especially with Bob Lazar. So. Yeah, because be yeah, you you have to hear from um, Bob himself. Um, another one of his points that like kind of shows proof was there was a device in the '80s that he had to use before fingerprint scanning and biometrics were really a thing. Um, that you, yeah, there's a picture of a hand on a glass plate, and you put your hand on that. And there's a sensor below it and a light above it, and essentially the light was so bright it would go through your hand and show your bones, and it would measure your bones. And apparently, like, bone length in your finger is very unique. This is before, like, fingerprints and mm-hmm. stuff. So this is how they would identify you. It would identify you, and then your badge would come out. You get access, and you go inside. And he said this thing, and people are like, no, it doesn't exist. There's no such thing. Records have been shown, and now it, it didn't last for very long. But um, it was found to be true. Um, also used in other secret divisions around the same time, and they found a security guy that worked or did maintenance on those things back in the day um, that they've had, like, go on the record. Um, so just another thing pointing to, like, how would he know that um, and those existed? And, and people were like, no, you're crazy. Um, so that was Bob. But during the podcast, um, beside him was Jeremy Corbell, who was the, I mean, he's God, like, yeah, he Jeremy. calls him the, the UFO. He calls himself the UFO guy. My favorite. And he directed, I think, the documentary. The best part is, like, He's like talking like this, and Joe's like, "Hey, put the mic in your uh, mouth." And he's like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, right." Um, so funny. But the the problem I had with Jeremy is I think he hurt the thing more than anything because 100%. Jeremy, yeah, he sounds like he's nuts, and he's trying to convince you. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bob just like it's these are just facts. the facts. Yeah, he's like, this is just what I saw. He's not like trying to sit and be like, no, you got to believe me. Mm-hmm. Jeremy's like, listen. And the thing too is he would just go on these weird tangents, like out of nowhere. And and like Joe would have to be like 10 minutes. Like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, what? what? He's just like, and so that's why these papers, we come through and I'm just like, I'm just like How Jeremy, shut here? up. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? Can I go back to talking to fucking, to Bob? Can I do that? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but I have a headache. Oh, yeah. I, ow. Hey, I get a, I get a migraine. Like, come on. Like you could tell. Come on. I literally write that in there. I go, oh, he's got a headache oh, now. It's the migraine. Oh, he can't remember. Because <laughs> he, he Joe goes, so what's it like in there? And he goes, 
Yeah, that threw me off for sure, but not um, nearly as much as Jeremy. And then, well, yeah. and then Jeremy's like, um, well, so like Bob yeah, has so to like actually, remember. Um, <laughs> Bob has to like remember. Um, so, but like that, it was a good placeholder. I'm like, Jesus, of course. It's like if you've heard of my film that we did on this, uh, we actually like. Um, yeah. Well, that's probably why they went on was to publicize it. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, get some publicity on it. Mm-hmm. But that, in a nutshell, was the Bob Lazar story. Yeah. He goes through. I mean, there's some smaller things, but the point is. He claims he saw this crazy device, no idea how it worked. The government is quiet about it, UFOs. Um, and not necess- just objects he's never seen before that match descriptions perhaps we've seen or heard of previously. Uh, the government's like, yo, what you doing, bruh? Uh, like cuts him out. You're just like, you don't exist, or at least this part of your life doesn't exist. And now he's like, hey, does anyone want to believe me? And here are some ways that I can prove that what I'm saying isn't crazy. Yeah. And that's pretty much the story. It was a cool listen. I enjoyed it. So with that, again, I haven't talked to Rob or Blue about it. No. So before we get into specifics and talk things, just from the get-go's initial reactions, Rob, what do you think and what side you're on? Um, well, I'll explain to you what side I'm on after this ad read. Hey, I got stay you. tuned. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome back to the Alien GG over easy podcast. Rob, <laughs> Rob's nomming on some M&Ms right now. We're just it. about to get his impressions and so to speak what side he's on if there are sides to take rob hit us with it it's not okay so like he seems like a credible dude and you know and it's just so hard for me to just believe anybody like i'm because i need to see it to believe it but then again like i've seen it so like i know i know i have seen aliens and and for those because you did mention it in the previous podcast, but for those maybe who don't know what you're talking about, what is this experience? Okay, you? I was in Lake Powell. I'll give you guys like a, a two LDR, TLDR. I was at Lake Powell with a bunch of friends. 
Um, and Lake Powell, you can like see every kind of star. You can even see like satellites moving and stuff, and it's really cool. And we were looking at. I was like, you just oh. think those are satellites? Well, I, I, it's weird because I it, I makes it makes me sound crazy. I know how Bob feels in that kind of yeah. regard. Do you have like, a headache right now? <laughs> So like um I'm just oh, we're on the deck and we're like oh look at that satellite and I'm not kidding you dude it comes down like I just remember seeing a light and it almost felt like a helicopter or something like that but it didn't make a sound it didn't make anything it went whoop light gone zoom no sound no anything dude and I'll never I'll never forget that and everybody was like what the hell was that you know how he described the ship and how it moved and it, yeah and like it it moved like no that. sound as yeah well. it moved like that mm. so it it's not that like i don't believe bob but there's some things i do i i mean there might be some parts of it but like, like you don't have to say you believe everything he said like here's my, my thing when when he got the job right the government is like yo he made his car rocket that's cool what how does that qualify him to do anything more than just making rockets let well, alone what, back engineering something. Well, go and get somebody from like MIT well, or somebody. So the way he he described this is he wasn't the first to work on this. Well, he, yeah, he, he wasn't the last. There've been people before him, and the way he describes it was like they must have been desperate because like propulsion systems. I mean, what did he just do? He just figured out how to put a jet and make his car work. And so he has some. He also went to uh, supposedly Caltech, MIT has some sort of degree or something in this field. He'd been doing something at Los Alamos, you know. So whatever. So those were some of his credentials, and then the the backing or whatever the the letter of recommendation from that one guy mm-hmm. was kind of I guess what set it over. But the way he described it was like more or less what they do is they like bring it out. They're like, has technology come far enough? Can we make any more progress now? All right, put it back in for like three four years. Maybe we'll try it again and bring it back out. Get some new people or something. So he the way he tried to describe it was that they might have been just a little bit desperate or something. Needed some like outside perspective. Um, and that, that's, I'm not like, yeah, I'm just, just trying to tell you what he said. So I just think just it's like, like, just kind of a way to like get around that. Cause I just, where there's so like the your United States government, like I, I, I think like using somebody, an outside source, who's not like a smart person. No, that's like the worst thing you could do. I don't think the government's that dumb to pick somebody just kind of rando in a newspaper. Um, and then I have in this, <laughs> I like how I write my notes. I write, lol, do you get a letter or like, how do you get like a like recommended? Like, how did the government like send him like, yo, we're interested in you? Was it like Hogwarts and they just have letters <laughs> flying everywhere? I was just really curious. Um, it's actually a UFO that brings the letter. And then I also write this. If this dude is like really doing this, like why doesn't the government kill them? But then like you think like he's kind of a high profile uh, well, name already, at this point. Well, and, back then the thing too is like not only had he told all his friends um who knew and some non-friends as well as a reporter and then it aired on news so they'd be like the day after yeah remember that story about that alien guy yeah it turns out he's dead you know <laughs> like hmm, that's a little strange and then uh, i write um i write like a quote that joe says like in the podcast he goes uh when did things get weird <laughs> i'm just like i love joe rogan <laughs> like what a question like so when did things get weird like <laughs> So, and then I said, like, he came into a building. It's, like, on the side of a mountain. Uh, hangar doors open. Disc with an American flag. Thought it was, like, an advanced fighter. And then he doesn't, like, say if they, like, shot these things down. Because he said, like, some of them looked like they had damage on them. But the one they had oh, didn't. we should mention, yeah, those ships. 
specifically the one he saw. Um, he was only briefed on that one, I believe. Yeah, but there was that like it other came teams. from the Zeta Reticula region or something like that, um, which is like he looked, it's like some, some star, star system. system, like way far out. But there. then he's like, I'm wondering if they told me that. So if I did leak it, they yeah. wouldn't know. And so they, he they says, told me that system. They never explained to him how they, know they knew that. that. Yeah. So for all we know, that was like false information. But they claim it's from the Zeta Reticulum mm-hmm. or Reticula, whatever it was. You know? Um, yeah, but that was a thing you mentioned. Yeah, and then I, I say uh, Barry, and then in parentheses, my ass. <laughs> my ass, Barry. Like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and then I said, and him work on a reactor and thought it was not human tech. And then I say, we can't produce gravity? Question mark? No. Why not? Not right now. Now, now but we... But you're saying produce gravity in what? The sense of pushing it, us back, but we can produce it... You know what I mean? We can't... Well, we can't no. We can't just can't do either of those. So everything has right. We have planets. They're so big. They have their own gravitational pull. Yeah, your mama's so fat. We, she got her own gravitational yeah, exactly. pull. <laughs> we haven't been able to properly. We can't. We can't do that because the reason they're so they have these pulls is because they have so much mass. And it's like, we how never, do they put that mass into a reactor? See, the problem is that's exactly. There's no way. There, or at least we haven't figured it out yeah. to make something that can create its own gravitational push or pull that isn't planetized. That's the trick is like what to our knowledge of what we know, nothing like that's possible. And to the point of, I think blue, like briefly mentioned it earlier. It's like, we have no idea. Like there's no way to do that. Like that breaks laws, science that we know. Yeah. However, they're only scientific facts until we find something that, makes them not true right were you guys saying this when i've talked about 3d printing coal where was this discussion you're right maybe one day that'll change and you know i will eat my words i will eat them we'll make a big display out of it but the point is like you know we used to think we were the center of the solar system you know yeah like there's always stuff like we just don't know until we know it. Mm -hmm. so this could very well be a thing it's just like he mentioned like we just we aren't there yet Mm -hmm. we don't know what that is we don't know what it looks like we don't know how to make it but same way that, you know, 100 years ago, we didn't know X or Y. A thousand years ago, we knew next to nothing. Yeah. So that that's my argument. It's like... Who knows? Like, yeah. All like, the laws and everything that we know now are just stuff that we've... It's, it's, it's scientific guesses, basically. Well, as far as scientific facts goes, there are currently no ways to... Re, 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 there are no rebuttals for it. From There's no what, way you from, can disprove it. Yeah. That that's essentially a scientific fact. It's not like we know this for sure. It's just there's nothing that says otherwise, and right. we've tested it so many everything, times with the scientific we have method up to now that we have you know extensively gone over and tested and yeah, and like dissected leads to the like this this outcome that we have right now, which is yeah, that's exactly what we're saying. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean that's so that's just like yeah, when it comes down to it having its own gravitational force or or rather push or whatever. It, it's creating this gravity. We don't know how that works right now, but again, maybe that's something that we just... The other thing he br- brings up too is some of this material that's whatever is in the system or something. Mm-hmm. Let's say it is aliens on another planet in some universe or whatever. The way he mentioned it too is like not every species, so to speak, would follow the same evolutional line that we do. You know, like Stone Age, um, Bronze Age. Yeah, like going through all the yeah. ages, right? For all we know, 
they're on this planet and that's the first like he mentioned like that's the first thing they find yeah so that's just where they started and for us maybe it's not even it's not even the available wheel baby yeah it's like it's not even available to us or we don't know how to even work fire with it. yeah exactly so there's for them that's maybe where they started so to speak if this are people in a mm-hmm. different world or whatever um so yeah some of it is just like we don't know we don't even know what it is uh, we don't know where it came from and so it's just I think it's those Dropping variables. An atomic bomb in a Victorian age. Yeah. yeah it's really. those variables that you could argue either way. Someone could be like, well, that's proof that it isn't. And then you could argue, well, that's proof that it is. Either way, I think you can't really get anywhere in those arguments because it's like, it, that's a, we don't know. It's just a question mark. Well, and then one thing like I, that he said that like, I didn't really get to is like, they see, he said they had nine crafts and they were all different from each other. Why are they all different, dude? If they're, if they're aliens, like you would think they would be pretty like, they would just know what to make. And Think it about would, it this way. It would always just be the same. Why do we have different car models? Well, because we're capitalistic. Uh, <laughs> I, but like, yeah, but like think about not even necessarily cars. Think about different planes, right? We have small, big, wide, thin, long. Each accomplishes a separate thing. So the way he was maybe he was like, he didn't know. And this was just a guess. But like maybe each one is supposed to fulfill a different role, yeah. right? Or maybe. He said they look different um, and just. They they had like all the doors open one day just randomly, I guess. And I mean, for all we know, technically, all nine of those ships maybe came from a different Zeta Reticula, you know? Whoa. So we don't know that those all came from the same spot, too. Yeah. Really know. Well, and then he talks about like how excitement like turned to dread. And then like, and in my notes, I wrote, oh, God, he has a headache. <laughs> and then, uh, and then like some star system after he has time to think about. Oh, yeah. And then oh, that's what happens. He goes. Uh, what was the star system? He goes, and he goes, um, um, oh gosh, oh gosh, jolly gee, this headache, ow. <laughs> um, and then like Jordan or whatever that dude's name is like, well, penis. And then like, and then Bob's like, oh, it's the reticular system. And he's like, oh, really? And I'm like, oh, of course. So when did it get Like weird? now that you have, yeah. So like now that you have the time to think about it, now you can name it SMH. That's literally what I wrote. Fair enough. Um, and then I said, like, why would they put that? But then, it, like, makes sense. Because uh, then I said, I feel like the government would say it came from fucking space. Like, how <laughs> yeah. would they know, like, where specifically in space that came from? But then again, dude, I'm just a pleb. I'm not the. I'm not Big Brother. I don't know what we're technically really capable of. I'm just a. I'm just a minnow. And then um, I wrote, "How the fuck do you turn it on?" Because <laughs> he's like, the only thing we figured out is how to turn it on. And then he doesn't really explain how you turn it on. He just says you turn it on. And uh, I, yeah, I think they. He mentioned something over a little about. Bit. Yeah, he, he talked about how it was I like the specifics, specifically but. with with the reactor, how the reactor was load sensing and how. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, I, it's, it was I don't know. I mean, he didn't explain it as that well either. But I mean, I don't think. But the metaphor I, was I, like. I wouldn't have been able to explain it either. But. Yeah, the metaphor was those were the keys in the ignition. They figured out how to turn the keys, and that's it. They don't really know why. Yeah, like they don't know why that turns it on. They don't know how like, any of that stuff works. He just said that's all they know. He he pretty much said it was literally as simple as if there was this in the vicinity of it, it would essentially turn on just because for some reason you put these specific things together, it was it was it acted like a like an electrical sensor. So does it make any sense? Probably not, but that's how they that's how they figured out how to turn the thing on. I was I was really hard in on Bob on my notes. I I'm I'm cutting him I was really hard on him. I should have cut him some slack. I wrote, 
whoa, you're saying the inside the ship is otherworldly, Bob, when it came from another world? Weird, man. What a great way to describe that. And I was like, I was like, yeesh, Bob. Maybe I should be a little nicer on him. He says it's 52 feet. That's he, that's not very. I mean, fit, he said like a radius, right? Like, yeah. like a 52. How like is that like? Could that fit in your living room? Like, what are we talking here? Yeah, that's pretty big. Well, well, he also explained I mean, that like three floors. Um, one. Well, they didn't know the specifics for like each floor though. But like literally, each floor was enough that you could move around on like hands and knees almost you can't you can't stand yeah oh and then this is another thing i wrote like so he said he was like supposed to just pretty pretty much like work on the reactor right and then backtrack it and figure out like how this thing works and then like put it back together and then all of a sudden they're like barry's like yo you want to watch this thing fucking fly bro like you want to see this thing fly like well so he says that also wasn't barry's idea that's the government they'd only ever do like they only ever let him see the ship um, like uh, investigate it or see it when it flies if it meant that maybe that was something they needed to know about the propulsion system. So it'd be pretty important to see how the propulsion system actually worked in the thing and made the thing work. I could see how, you know, you would need to know that. But like, as he said, nothing else. They didn't like tell him anything else unless it was strictly about like whatever your division was. They didn't tell you. Um, and then like, I thought it was like, I thought like what gave him credibilities too, is like, he was saying like, you couldn't share work with like the other scientists. And he said like, he hated that. Cause like, I would hate as a scientist, you're supposed to like push the envelope and share information and that kind of thing. He said like, he hated having to go through like slows progress. Yeah. Just slowed progress, made things stupid. And then like, you don't really know if you're being told the truth over on this project. So it's like, how can you put that onto your project? So like that part, I like truly like believe in like lend some credibility to him. It's not that I don't believe Bob. It's just, I mean, I do believe in aliens. I'm totally like, there's no way that like Earth is just the only kind of like place in the whole entire universe that's ever expanding. Somebody else? We're Zeta Reticula. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. we're, But we're noobs. And then like, if you really like look at our technology and what kind of sucks too is like we're 25. When we're like 80 to like 85, if we get to that age, that's when it's going to be sick. That's when like all the cool things are going to be happening, and maybe yeah, we're, and we're going to be dying. Yeah, maybe no, we'll have aliens it. and stuff. Maybe we'll have. Maybe who knows? Maybe we'll have like anti-aging stuff. Maybe we'll be able to go back to twenty. Or maybe things are terrible. Uh, then get me. <laughs> and out we want to go back. Get me out of there. <laughs> back in my day. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I believe in aliens. I don't think like listening to him made me believe more in it. Um, but it was interesting. It was a cool story. Um, I don't. I don't. For me, it's hard to take bob away from just some crazy hippie with long hair uh showing um what he's doing with mr what was i lost my track of thought his blue fell but um it, it didn't make me not believe in aliens it didn't make me believe in them more i mean i have my own experience and i have my own kind of thing i fucking hate this <laughs> Well, what would you think while we fix you? Yeah. While your back um, keeps breaking. So, I mean, I I believe in all this. I, I I think obviously I probably all this technology exists. It just doesn't exist on Earth and probably know, yeah, this element 115 does fuel this system that can pull off anti-gravity shit. Uh for all I know, yeah, the government has possession of you know ufo alien 
not from this galaxy starcraft possibly in their possession i i don't just dis- i don't disagree with any of that because i honestly believe it because just imagine the government saying yo aliens exist people would freak the fuck out yeah they can't just say yeah so we have these cool spacecrafts that we've been working on for the past 50 years also here's this alien we dissected you i guys wish we could <laughs> well, that they was can't just show us that because that was um freak out they did describe it because joe was like well then why hasn't the government like been like hey we got this he's like what are they gonna say like we got this crazy technology we don't know how it works we don't know what it does we don't know where it came from word what do do (laughs) people respond with yeah so yeah that was just more to your point about that whole like if it did exist even if they told us would we believe them you know as far as we are in right as much as we know about technology and how much we've managed to accomplish in just 10 years stuff like that is magic how do you think people as as far as we've developed as a human race Thousands of years ago, we reacted to this stuff as, oh, fuck, it's magic. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so do you really think that's going to change despite us like getting better technology now? No, no, people will still probably freak out. Yeah. But I don't... Bob Lazar himself is kind of sketchy. I don't really think... I sketchy, don't fully believe... Sketchy in what sense? Like he's, like he's sus or he's sketch? Well, like, he's sus in that there's no proof to his claims in any way, shape, or form that he's provided himself. Like, because after the podcast, after the podcast, I did a lot of reading on him because it was really interesting to me, right? And at first I was like, oh my god, this dude's... This dude sounds so, this sounds so sick because I love the alien <laughs> shit woke. and it's just like, oh man, this sounds I awesome. I gotta look more into this. I look more into this and just the more and more I look into him the more it just seems like it's a very good cover for stuff that didn't happen to him directly. There's no, there's no claims that he's made that I guess could be disproven, but he also hasn't provided stuff to directly prove that. Yeah. All this stuff did happen to me. I know the, Oh, I, the government took like wiped all my stuff and that's fair. But I think in the podcast too, he couldn't even name professors from like MIT or something, which yeah, is wouldn't, like, wouldn't how, they like, how? go ahead. Oh, well, here's my, I why, ton of professors from my, from my college days. Why do they not treat him like Edward Snowden? Now that I think about it, like they're, they're pretty open about why they're never like Snowden and that Snowden is away. And like, they will never be able to come back and go to jail. Why don't they just do that with Bob? Like he's, he's releasing like secrets. Yeah, well, then that would be, I mean, if th- that would be them admitting guilt. Oh, like an omission. Or like, yeah. That would be them admitting guilt. And then the other thing, Being like, when, when it came to NSA, it was just straight, like, everything got let out in the open, and everyone yeah. knew about. That with... wasn't, sorry, that was more like, just like, here's the receipt. <laughs> Whereas this yeah. is like. Snowden was literally like, hey, what up? This shit's happening. Here's a ton of receipts that are indisputable. Whereas this I mean, is more like, hey, we're hey, I worked on alien spacecrafts and they exist, but there's no receipts. Yeah, I think for me, the most credible claim he has is the Element One Fifteen thing. Yeah, that and Jordan wants you to know that is a oh. placeholder. But the thing too is, you could argue he could have been working on something else, maybe a Los Alamos or something. Like, who knows? Maybe where he came into contact with One Fifteen, or maybe he didn't. Either way, I, I, I'm, that's that itself isn't proof that you worked on a 
mm-hmm. you know, yeah, some exactly. crazy aliens well, object. What, what the proof that you were talking about earlier that like that they took said he wasn't employed there, and then you see the thing like that. If anything, when the government like does things to him, like it shows that like what he's saying is kind of true. Like so the fact my that they issue said he didn't with that, my issue is that is that providing a lack of evidence doesn't always count as evidence, right? Because fruit could say, uh, fruit could say something crazy along the lines of, God, hold on, I have to think of something crazy. Don't, I got this. Hold up. Give me one sec. Okay. The Easter Bunny's real. Fruit could say something crazy along the lines of, oh, um, the government wiped my entire existence when I had an entire whole nother successful YouTube career. My mind was wiped and now suddenly it's all, all the memories are coming back to me of my new YouTube channel, but you'll never find the old one, right? It's like, oh, it could be right. It could be wrong. Maybe he was a YouTuber 10 years ago when he was a kid, but they had to wipe him because he was too successful for some crazy shit. Just because the evidence isn't there, it doesn't mean that that proves that it actually happened, right? Yeah. It might have happened, right? That sounds sounds crazy, and maybe it could have, right? But that's kind of like, oh, maybe it could have, maybe it couldn't have. Ooh, crazy. Could have also been for something else, too. Let's Let's say the government did do it. Mm. yeah doesn't mean it was because he's ufos or something maybe like maybe all this he worked on something else in the government that he can't talk about he's really upset about or something and like this is his way of trying to you know who really knows maybe something happened in that time he talks about but not what he says now if he doesn't have a birth certificate like i said earlier could be something really boring but he's still got could be something really boring how does he make money how does he how does he live where does he live i don't care you know like like, i don't know and i don't care (laughs) but like but that's but if the government is truly after him and they took away all that kind of stuff you can't i mean you can't sign up for a job that means you can't like, I, the government well, has a very good understand. track record, especially when it comes to like espionage of being very subtle in like how they do things. Right. So like mm. when you look at a lot of declassified things from back in the day, it's always stuff. Stuff is never supposed to be done out in the open because for a lot of different reasons, especially when it came to. Uh, I'm having a migraine. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna say that forever now. I don't know if you look at a lot of these classified espionage crap. Like it's it doesn't it wouldn't surprise me of of how of that's just how the government has to operate because there's a lot of things that the general population doesn't really need to know, right? Like we don't need to yeah. know about aliens. We don't need to know about. I mean, I'd like we, to. We developed this atomic bomb. You guys don't need to know about that before we drop it on whoever we drop it on, right? So, right. And th- you guys don't need to know about. The less we know, the better. If some dude is out in the open and talking about Area 51 stuff, right? Like, just killing that dude, that's not exactly subtle. That's not exactly... Whacking him. (laughs) If anything, that makes him like a martyr for... Mm -hmm. And and then people are going to really be like, oh, the government really did do this. So it makes sense for them to just... Which still is like, a lack of evidence doesn't mean it actually happened. But it does make sense for them to, instead of just straight up going after this dude... It makes more sense to just stalk him for the rest of his life and erase stuff that he's done to make sure that a he's ruin his credibility, ruin his credibility, keep him in a constant state of being threatened so he never actually does reveal more than he needs to, and then obviously see make it hard for him to get back to a place where he can have credibility to say all these things, right? Yeah. So it makes sense. I think the one I think the one thing for me that 
was probably his closest thing to being proof was the hand scanner thing that you're talking about fruit yeah about how he well, talked see, about the hand scanner and how it didn't make any sense because back in the day he was talking about it and everyone was like no you're crazy it doesn't make sense that would never be a thing and then turns out it is a thing right but here's also counterpoint again maybe he did work at sr4 i mean yeah. sr4 was something completely different you know so all this did happen he did have to do the scanner he did go there he did work there he did have something happen and the government covered it up but we don't know what it was. Yeah. So that's, again, you can fill in the blank. Like yeah. that's the tough part. Like that's kind of what Blue's saying. Like, yeah, some of these are probably true, or some of them you can be like, like the hand scanner. Okay, yeah, you were mm-hmm. right about that element one fifteen. Yeah, you're right about that. But that doesn't then mean oh, okay, so this thing also exists. Yeah, so that just means we're what? believing the things that aren't even like the alien spacecraft. Like, yeah, like the, all the alien stuff they saw. We believe all the other kind of like. Well, because unfortunately, that's. The yeah, evidence he it. brings forward is the only stuff that is concrete, yeah. but doesn't inherently be like, and yes, here is this thing I worked on, or here are alien spacecrafts. So do you believe him, Blue, or, or, or do you believe in aliens? Like, or I, I mean, the, I 100% believe in aliens. I think it would be f- f- infinitely more terrifying to think that we are alone in the universe than <sighs> if we weren't. That would be freaky. Yeah. That would be weird. I mean, aliens are scary, right? Aliens are fucking scary. Just thinking about something that is far more advanced than we are, but it is way scary to think we are the only thing that is living and evolving in this universe right now. Do you think we would to come the extent in peace? that we are? You know what I mean? <laughs> like if if we if we like the Earth, I was I was gonna say the USA, but we're Earth at this point. <laughs> no, nope. we're America. all we're a team. Uh, if we like just Earth, hey, we send a spaceship. Yep. And then we find like a world. Would we go to that world and be like, "We're gonna kill everybody here. This is our no. world now." Yeah. Well, why I, I was, why um, would they do that to us? Because everyone thinks aliens are bad. I think aliens are good. I think one day aliens will help us. Well, here's how I see it. Right. Let's say these aliens are smarter and more advanced. I don't blame them if they start watching us and be like, "These guys are parasites. These guys yeah. suck." Like, these guys suck. Yeah. Like. They're ruining everything they got going for them. Don't I help would, them. I mean, we're terrible, really, if you think about it, as far as like a species go. Yeah. We we're really are parasites. Planet, like, we're awful. Yeah, we kill other other species. Literally, we're killing off millions of species. Extinction. Um, we're ruining the, we the world we live on. We stay undefeated, though. <laughs> yeah, well. We stay undefeated, humans. You can't beat Mother Nature, though, so we'll see. <laughs> I'll be dead by then. Sorry, kids. I was, uh, have you guys ever watched um, this YouTube channel? Um I, I'm trying, Mr. To, Fruit. Yes, I do. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to is it uh, Kurz Gazette or something? Kurz Gazette. Uh, no, what is it? It's a German word. It's a German name. Kurtz. It's creep. Kurtz Gazette. Kurtz Gazette. Trust. I'm no, sure I... people in the comment section. Are like, I'm trying to. I'm thinking out loud. Bob Kurtz West. Gazette. They went. They did this video about how why well, it would probably be bad if aliens found us because if you oh, think about it, no if aliens are already at the point where they've expanded. Chances are they're looking for new planets to colonize and they're trying to expand their own existence and civilization. Oh, I want to look at our track record. We haven't had a very <laughs> yeah. good track record when we do the same thing yeah. on our like, planet. Like, look, for instance, you know, as a, as a rough metaphor, we goes, went to the moon. You, you, you know, we're uh, Columbus and whatever, which technically Columbus wasn't the first to yes, arrive, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> So he shows up, he goes, to him, this is a new planet. This is he mine. goes, this is yeah. cool. This is mine. <laughs> this is mine. I, yeah. I own this. Like, why would that be any different on a grander scale? Yeah. Right? So, 
uh, to the point of like if we show up we're just gonna be like pew, pew 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 probably not i think we'll have a plan in place like i i think it would be foolish to not have some kind of like yeah yo we like, we, a, contingency like plan. a threat assessment yeah like we don't know and i also think if we did come into contact we wouldn't just show up and be like saw like you do some work for like you, <laughs> yeah. you figure out what you're working with. You would you either just show up on your first date like that. No, yeah, you don't just show up and be like, "What up, aliens?" No, that's immediately going to cause so blue. You absolute were, pandemonium. Fear. You are under the impression that if we came into any alien contact, any alien contact, it would be negative. Like it'd be bad news. Like, I don't think it would be negative. I just think if say we were to come into contact with it's good news. We're nice. It could be right. It could be noobs. If if we if we are if we get to the point where we start colonizing other planets, which we're kind of already trying to go in that direction, we're coming for you, Mars. If we start expanding where humans can survive and make sure that our that humanity can survive outside of one planet, we are we are in a mode of expansion where we are just looks thinking of our future, our survival, and if we do come across another planet, they could be total total dumb inbred idiots right would we we either based on our based on our past encounters we probably wouldn't do too well we would probably kill that shit like they just have element 115 everywhere we go ooh, that's cool we want that that's my we would have to hope that the aliens that and i agree with fruit if they are so far above us chances are hopefully they're not like us and they think hmm Let's just kind of like see what these guys are up to. And we're just so, so far below them that they're in pity of us. And they're like, yeah, you know what? We'll let them, we'll let them slide a little bit. You know, we'll go yeah, to the next galaxy. Maybe that's our best Hopefully, case scenario. My, the reason I don't think it would be good is because we only have one sample rate. We only have one sample and it's us and we would be fucking terrible. Yeah. So, so you think yeah. like if we came in contact, they'd be just as terrible as we are. If we came into contact with something that we are clearly above, we would absolutely ruin it as we have we, done so many times before. We would be the catalyst in our universe for a Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> He'd show up and be like, Jesus, wow. where's that gauntlet when you need it? <laughs> so I'm hoping that if aliens have come into contact with us, uh, which I'm honestly at this point, I believe they have, or they've just, they're playing it low key. I have to hope that they're nothing like us and they're just kind of like, hey, you know what? Another more life on the planet. That's sick, dude. Let, let's just let them chill. We'll just watch them for a little bit. I like uh, South Park's interpretation of aliens and like Earth's relationship. They say uh, aliens made Earth for like a, a reality show. They said <laughs> that they took like every kind of animal and put it on Earth and like a That'd bunch of different kind of aliens. And so all the aliens in the space watch Earth as a reality TV show. Yeah, there's there's stuff like that. Have you heard like the th- like the simulation theories and stuff? Uh-uh. Like, this is all just a simulation. Oh, I mean, oh, like this is the Matrix kind of thing. But like, yeah, like somebody's running a program for all we know oh. or something, right? Or like simulating oh. a galaxy and we're just. And well, they're I, watching. They're like, oh. Okay. Well, I was listening to like Recful talk about depression with like a Harvard professor and he was like well you can like well for people who have depression they're like it's not worth it like what's the fucking point well he's like well you can treat it like a video game and like just know hey this is a video game and it's a simulation and i'm just trying to do well in it and like and some people just kind of accept that and rightful's like maybe that's just what i need to do try not to die yeah just be in a simulation and just accept that and just try and do the best you can yeah but everything's predetermined like this ad You can host the best backyard barbecue. 
when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've all been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up, it's about switching it up. Fume takes your bad habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning, flavored air device that just does that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. I love how this thing looks. It's beautiful and real wood. The shape of it is so cool, and I look cool using it. So if you want to be like me and break your bad habit, start the year off right with the good habit by trying fume.com slash GG and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off whenever they use the code GG to help make starting the good habit that much easier. So make sure you guys check it out in the description. Try fume.com slash GG. Welcome back to the Alien GG Over Easy podcast episode. Mm. We've gotten to hear from Rob. We've gotten to hear from Blue. Interesting takes all around. Really interesting stuff from Blue. I did appreciate your insights. Like what you had to say. And um, I'm glad to hear. So here's the thing. When we first started, right before you weren't here, Rob, I was talking with Blue. Blue's like, this is going to be an interesting podcast. I was like, why? He's like, I'm skeptical. I was like, that's good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was like... We, we we need all the, the sorts of viewpoints if possible. Like, you know, everybody received it differently, right? Yeah. My initial reactions to that podcast was like, this is sick. I was like, this, I don't know. There's like, that's a lot of coincidences. Mm-hmm. That's got to be this something, right? But then I break it down more. And as I've thought about it more and more, um, kind of like what I mentioned, like I, I was, for the most part, I've been trying to play devil's advocate or like, you know, show Bob's perspective yeah. as best as possible. Um, so that, you know, he's not here, but he has a fair chance to, he said what he had to say. And I, I think I'm in that realm of like, there are some stuff that he says that have been proven that, yeah, like I can't really be like, okay, well that's not true. I mean, yeah. All right. Like the newspaper article, the, the, the hand, the hand scanner, um, the element 115. So before you go any deeper, can I actually debunk the hand scanner? So um, I was talking about how the hand scanner was probably the most, I don't want to cut you off and like your most important thing oh, no. when you're talking, but the hand scanner, apparently we can talk about it more after you're done, but that was the thing that kept me uh, like kind of clean. Oh, he's probably telling the truth as possible. Apparently the hand scanner, which is called the Identimat 2000 was apparently public knowledge as early as 1971 in computer world magazine. And oh. before he, was even making these claims about it. There was literally the concept of that 
in the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I love that movie. Yeah, what in if he just saw that movie? He's like, hey, they had this too. <laughs> so he could he could have even he could have even seen the movie. And was like, ooh, that sounds sick. So who knows? Yeah, see, that's a good movie. That's a good point, Blue. So still, there, there are all these holes in this story, and there are some stuff that sounds cool, and I want to believe. <laughs> you know, some that sounds cool enough that I'm like, that's yeah, they're Major hiding seeds. this from us. Yeah, that freaking anti gravity. That's sick. I did that. That UFO. That's how that works. I knew it. You know. Um. So like, there's some stuff like you want to believe or whatever, but when you sit there and you look at everything. He's saying a lot of stuff that is very circumstantial. Um, a lot of it is not at all. He just, it's his account. Yeah. And that's all we have. Um, and, you know, if this was the government's plan, you know, erase some stuff, reduce his credibility. Well, it worked. Because <laughs> you just, you can't prove anything. Well, it worked. <laughs> so, while the thing, too, I think that disarms you is, like I mentioned, Bob sounds and speaks like a guy who's just saying facts. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I I kind of think he believes what he's saying. I don't know. Maybe just crazy, right? Yeah. Or he's a really good liar. Either way, he like as soon as I hear Jeremy speaking, I'm just like, oh, this God. is a nut. Yeah, Jeremy. Like, yeah, like that. You're ruining this whole thing. Like that's that's the thing that also just kind of shifts that up for me mm-hmm. is because like Bob, you're like, oh, okay, he's just talking through recounting. He has like some hiccups and like even I was like, yeah, migraine, sure, right? Like, that's convenient, but still going through it, you're just so used to like these like. I was out walking my dog and they probed me, dude. You know, like yeah. crazy. What's guys, the difference right? between the like um, who's saying that did or didn't happen? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But it's just that you're so used to like these like super crazy out there people, um, where Bob isn't so much that. Mm-hmm. Very grounded. So yeah, so th- so that kind of like disarms you in a way that, you know, can maybe f- make you believe more in a story. And again, I'm I can't say one way or another whether or not that actually happened. I mean you can't exactly but like i'm not gonna say i think it didn't or i think i did it did mm-hmm. i'm honestly undecided i'm leaning more towards though like the, probably not um but it wouldn't surprise me if the government does have something like that like that's not totally out of the realm of possibility yeah um but exactly, they probably that. Do, to be honest yeah i mean they, they gotta have something because like the way too when we think about like science fiction and like tech and stuff when the government releases something, right? And they show us that they have this crazy technology, right? Well, then God only knows what they have behind doors because that's mm-hmm. what they're willing to show us. Yeah. Which means they're far and away above that now. And they're like, yeah, we can just throw that out. I mean, we there. lost our mind when an iPhone could like fold, you know, like when, the, <laughs> when we had a glass screen. But like, yeah, there's always these similar like spy gadgets or stuff. They'll mention like during the Cold War, some stuff they used that people thought were like they literally had. I forget where I heard this. Um, they had they literally had like a heart attack gun, and people were like what? And they'd like fashion some sort of a device that would send something like literally mm-hmm. almost like cause a heart attack. Somebody like like that's like science fiction, but no, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And Wait, if they're coming out and telling us beforehand too, they had prototypes of like stealth bombers long, 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 long before. They ever became like an actual common knowledge, like standard thing for the military too. So they've clearly yeah. got got some stuff they're testing out back there that would be crazy to us. Yeah. So yeah. if you're a senator and you're listening to this, uh, let us in. <laughs> Show us the receipts. Show us what you got. <laughs> um, I think my biggest argument against it um, would be aliens don't exist because if so, Trump would have told us. <laughs> I don't think he would have kept that in. He's just like, like during, hey, the hey, 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 hey. Yeah, during the briefing. They're like. 
All right, Donald, you're out of here. Anyway, I already he's tweeted on, it. Yeah, he's tweeting. So, or maybe they just they just left that out of his briefing. I don't really know. Otherwise, here's the problem. I hope I'm never in that position because I could not keep that secret. I couldn't. I don't think I could. I'd die on it. I think it. when you're threatened with enough things, then you can keep anything secret. <laughs> if yeah, I'm the maybe. president, dude, that's got to be like what the probably the fifth hardest thing I got to keep secret. You know what like, I would do is honestly like, throughout all my speeches, I would start to like at the start of like every speech paragraph with a certain <laughs> word and slowly spell <laughs> out. Bob like, was right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's aside from the point. So Bob has all this stuff. My favorite idea, because to me, more or less, it's still a conspiracy, and. We can't say for sure either way. Just throw it in the bin. Uh, UFO conspiracies. Mm-hmm. I like to think that the more too, I think, I think this is, I believe this theory more than Bob's. I think it's us. I'm traveling. I think that's much more likely. Like his, his metaphor of dropping a nuclear bomb in the Victorian era. Yeah. That's what we would do if we could time travel right now. Mm-hmm. Just fast forward far enough. And let's say we're time traveling back because the while I do think aliens exist, I think they're out there in different forms, fashions, whether that's literally just some bacteria on a rock somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. um, single like super simple cell organisms or whatever, or, you know, an even more advanced society than we have, whatever that might be. And who knows on a global scale, maybe our, our you know, uh, society and its progression is like nothing. Or like they look at us, like, like, yeah. look at that Stone Age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who really knows? I think they're out there, and I think I've mentioned this before. I think it's foolish to not believe because, as far as we know, we live in an infinite, ever world, expanding universe. Yeah, so it's bigger than it was two. Even if, ago. as people talk about, like Earth and how we came to be as a species, everything on Earth is nothing short of a miracle. You know, even if it's one in a trillion, one in a gazillion. Well, guess what? That's still going to happen somewhere. Well, I mean, what? We were a star. We burnt out. And then a comet hit us or an asteroid hit us. Well, there are um, a lot of the running theories are, yeah, it's something about like um, when the Earth was first going and we got hit and the moon broke off. Yeah. Certain space elements from the rock, whatever, like, yeah, came off. And then those four ice caps or something. something, Yeah. Go Earth. Um, Yeah. Way to go. Thank you, Earth. So it was all like a crazy coincidence, but that's going to happen somewhere else. So I do believe they're out there. But I think we fall into this pit trap like we did you know, a thousand years ago. We're the center of the solar or of our solar system. We're so caught up to thinking we're so important that like if they did exist, of course they're going to be here. Or like, <laughs> of course we'll know, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think we're that important. We're not. If, if all this does exist. So for me, I don't know if we've ever made contact. Or if we have, like, it would be, like, smarter people who are just like, yeah, leave those idiots alone, you know? Or maybe they're, it's a game to them, you know? (laughs) Maybe they're watching. Who really knows? Mm -hmm. Um, But I definitely don't think they'd be as dumb as apparently they are to be revealed or whatever, or, like, people see them. That is one of the biggest reasons why it's hard for me to keep, like, my, like, have a suspension of disbelief for Bob Lazar, is if they are dropping technology so far ahead of us like element 115 are the if if these aliens that are so far ahead of us are just that way out of our uh what's the word clearly out of our pay grade right like we're clearly dealing with brass much higher than us would they be that bad to actually just drop nine spacecrafts (laughs) just in our possession 
I like to think, you know, someone is like, All right, take a left here. No, oh, you yeah. just get like some <laughs> really stupid happens. He's like, gosh, dang it, Jeremy. <sighs> you and your crazy theories. That, that's like my favorite thing to think about. And that's kind of so like this is just a weird theory. But like that's I think it's more reasonable to think that it's some sort of a time travel that we will eventually figure out ourselves. And it's just technology that has fallen from because i would you know what if we time traveled i would totally believe we would mess up like well, that but the problem is with time traveling is like if we the tra- algorithm the algorithm the algorithm if we time don't. traveled into 3000 videos you're gonna make so much money yeah. if we yeah. traveled into the year 3000 don't do sekiro don't <laughs> stop just it's your just favorite don't just, you play it don't yeah. upload it. if we traveled to the year 3000 okay like we figure out how to time travel yay we did it i'm in the year 3000 now <laughs> yay don't I know already know how to time travel in the year 3000? So why isn't the year 3000 time traveling back to 2000 and just going like, here it is? You know what I mean? So, would, look, the time travel is not that simple. Everything we're about we, to say is totally, purely completely hypothetical. from movies. Yeah, completely <laughs> so, hypothetical. See, my, my, my version of time travel is it's one line. Like, if we discover time traveling in 2005... It's because somebody in the year 3000 came back and was like, yo, this is how you do it. You know what I mean? And then they just go back. Wait, you're saying that everything we've ever invented was because someone has come back and be like, yo. <laughs> or all I know, maybe. Well, yeah, we could entertain a thought like that. Well, how, we well at least time traveling or like the speed of light like or something guys, crazy like that. But speaking of time travel, I know this is kind of out there. Have you guys ever seen the movie Arrival? Yes. Is that the movie with the chick with the red hair? <laughs> yes. Yes. I like Amy Adams. Movie. Yes. I that's like an that amazing movie. movie. I like movie. to think that time travel is totally out of everything we've ever thought of. And if time travel does exist, it exists in like how it, the movie presents it. And like, this is spoilers for Arrival, by the way. A dope movie. It's an incredible movie. Please go see ignore it. me for the next like one minute section. I'll put some time. Because you should absolutely it. watch it because it's yeah, like one of the best movies it. I've ever seen in my entire life. Also, also Arrival is a Christmas movie to me because I always watch Arrival around the holidays. It's a movie. <laughs> it is a Christmas so, movie. It's actually, Christmas actually ties into this podcast really well. So, okay, anyways, point is, <laughs> I like to think that if we do ever find time travel, it'll be so out of whatever we've like come up with right now. It's like, oh, we go to the past, we go to the future, one way trip, back way trip. I think it's more like Arrival where it would be way cooler the movie presents it as like a fifth dimensional thing. And like, we're all technically fifth dimensional beings. We just don't know how to access that normally. And with arrival, the concept of time travel is that we ourselves are always existing in every part of time in past, present and future. And if we ever do find old stuff, if one day we do figure out time travel, it's not going to be about, Oh, we travel back in time. We just walk through a portal. It's going to be, Oh, we collect memories from our past or future to like, we travel from one of our consciousness yeah, to another to and another. figure stuff out. Well, um, isn't well, that's like why I want it to say like my alien theory when they come, they're going to be nice. Cause in that movie, that's what they are. They're like, it's very like mysterious and they just kind of teach you a language on how to access your time traveling airwaves or something like that. Sick. (laughs) Sick. Yeah. Well, the whole concept of the movie is language is, is how we perceive everything. And, uh, yeah, I think the language that the aliens taught us was basically now we've completely changed your perception that time isn't, is not linear. Time is just, 
Now give us that nuclear I'm... bomb you have over there. Yeah, fuck it. That's a fair trade. Huh? <laughs> no, I think yeah. The the problem with time travel is like yeah, a lot of it is like really what most people know is like science fiction, and that's just it. Like yeah. how Blue described, it's like it's the same way as like how if this thing, this uh, anti gravity thing existed, figuring out how it would work, it we just can't understand it. It doesn't make sense to us right now. We yeah. just don't have the knowledge, the the wherewithal, the the power, the none of that to fully. Under, we might not even have the sense for it, right? Like maybe it's like one of those, like like the fourth or fifth dimension that don't we don't even know how to access or what. Maybe, yeah, imagine maybe it. it's around here. Maybe it's like a you got to access something, but maybe there's a button somewhere, right? Like it's just something we entirely don't know. So like, yeah, space time travel seems easy-ish, right? Like you go forward, then just come back. You go back, just go forward. Um, I can't even imagine if we ever did figure out how to do it, how complicated it would be, yeah. or like the implications. Um, it'd be nice if it just worked out real easy. Um, it'd be very fun, but Avenger yeah, style. I think uh, that that's a thing you could literally just hypothesize and riff off of forever. Like, yeah. could always think of something new. But I like to think that that's what uh, Bob Lazar found. And also just because of the fun theory where he's like, um, the ship is small, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason I we mean, see... 52 feet is not small. Oh, do you mean like the cockpit of yeah, the ship? Yeah, oh, okay. the, the interior and how oh, okay. you would fit, right? Talk about it would probably have to be like these smaller beings. And the way we usually depict aliens, like small bodies, big big heads. You know, why is that? The cliche, like... Big brain. Literally. Big brain. <laughs> right. And the way you can actually see it somewhat in us, humans, we're less muscular, like we just have less muscle. Our brains are bigger, right? So we're going to this thing. So for all, well, all we know, you know, 100,000 years in the future, who knows? That's what we look like, right? Because if that's the way we're going and we get smarter and smarter, your brain gets bigger or whatever, and then we don't, we don't have use for this kind of stuff. It's so a it's, self-portrait. It's more of a fun just kind of like Whoa. theory. That's cool. I like um, that. But yeah, that's what I like to entertain. I like that. Um, because that has about as much credibility as. <laughs> get you on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Stat. So when did it get weird? So uh, when did it get weird? <laughs> it awesome. Yeah. So I, I do believe in aliens. I Blue mentioned how he thinks aliens have made contact with us. I, I'm not so sure about that. Because the tough part too is like for us, as far as we know in our universe, right? As far as we've been able to see. As far as we can look out with whatever technology we have, Hubble whatever telescope, telescope anything yeah. like that, right? We can't find life yet. Yeah. And who knows if we're we're using the wrong tools. We probably don't even, for some of them, don't even know the tool to identify them yet, right? Um, just kind of like gamma rays and stuff. Mm-hmm. We never knew to look for that. It's always here, but we never knew how to look for it or how to identify it. Stuff like that. But my other thing that I love to think about is... I mean, we're looking at planets millions, billions years light, in the past. Yeah. So if if they're on a planet we're looking at, you know, billion light years away, they're looking at us and they're like, there's no one there. Yeah. Because we that's weren't. That's a star. Yeah, we weren't. So that's part of the thing, too, is unless we find some way outside of that, you know, to go faster than the speed of light, which we don't know. Um, so that's so fast. Yeah. Like, when you break it down, it's like 250,000 miles a second. So, something crazy So that's the like tough that. thing. when. I forget who said it. It might have been like Edison or something. Or Robert probably. Um, but he like documented or Me. something. But anyway, he talks about when you look up at the in the night sky and you see the planets, it's it's just a graveyard. You're just looking at ghosts. Because for all we know, we're seeing these planets in the past. Some of them don't even exist anymore. 
black holes. Some of them, yeah, some of them are gone. Some of them have evolved. Some of them, you know, collided. Got colonized. Who knows? Yeah. So I think that's part of the thing too is they're out there. I have no doubt. We just don't know where or when or any of that. Yeah. I just don't think we're there yet. Not even close. And I don't think anyone else. I mean, for all we know, we could be the most advanced. That is more possible, I think. That's than, depressing. That's yeah, it is depressing. So sad, right? It's so sad but, to think about. But that's the thing, too, is like when we think of other life or intelligent life, we only know us. Like Blue is saying, we only have us to go off one, of. Yeah, us to go off of. So it's really hard for us to, to think, comprehend. Yeah, like, or even see or know what that would look like elsewhere. Or, we have a singular know. sample right now, and that is not a very hopeful sample. <laughs> yeah, no. We're all right. So we have to follow all the laws that we know and everything we can see. Because at the end of the day, that's the only thing we, we can quantify. And so I just think we, we live in an era where we're just, we're just a little too early. Yeah. I think we'll figure some out later, but I also don't think Earth is that special. In our lifetime, do you think we will have alien contact? Probably not. I don't think so either. Blue? Which is unlucky, but... Um, I don't think aliens are going to be like, yo, hey, public. Uh, like, pu- so I'm saying public I'm just hitting you up and just like <laughs> seeing what you're up to. I think they've contacted us in subtle ways, but yo, I, I turned on Venus. Uh, uh, do you guys know where, uh, <laughs> do you know where the Zeta reticular we're trying to get back there? Oh, Bob, <laughs> I'm looking for Bob. <laughs> I don't, I don't think we're going to have direct contact with aliens for God, probably hundreds of generations. If even it maybe not if we even, even last that long. If we even last that long, yeah. So that's the thing too is in in the cosmic scope of things. To us as a civilization is just just like the littlest blip. Like our existence as we know it is just the smallest timeline possible. So even if other people are looking for it, just like we're looking for other people, for all we know, they burn out just as Such fast a specific as specific timeline. For. Yeah, like. You saw how fast in, in such a short time we've gone and how things like we could already be at our, our downfall or whatever, right? So who knows how long humanity is going to survive. And so if these windows, if humanity can be so volatile, who knows what other life could look like, right? Whoa, what if, what yeah. if so many different civilizations have existed right next door to us, but because it's just out of reach... Maybe the, how the universe is set up is that no species is ever going to find each other because they're so far away, just far away enough for each other that you'll never see them because their existence is so fast that it happens and burns out. Well, that's depressing. <laughs> That'd make a good movie because, like, you're the one civilization that can somehow, like, you're some chosen one that it goes through some wormhole and sees something. You're like, oh, they're there, but you can't get them. And then the movie ends. Yeah. And it's still they don't want us itself. here. Yeah. You know, but you can't do anything about it. Well, I think uh, we should get to our Patreon questions mm-hmm. before uh, anything else here. Do you have them or do you want me to do them? Um, I got them. Okay. So uh, we wanted to keep them on par, obviously, yes. so. with uh, the, sp- the spoopiness of aliens. Uh, so Ian Jeekins asks, hey, guys, hope you are all well. Thanks, Ian. We doing you're well, well, yeah, Ian. I'm all right. What are your favorite alien slash alien species from any movies or games? He likes aliens from the movie Evolution. They were just trying to get on life till Mulder murdered them all with head and shoulders. Poor old guys. I've never seen Evolution. Favorite alien or alien species? Um, if we're going off how they look, um, I guess my favorite. There's so many. Yeah, I know. Um, 
Okay, one of my favorite alien species. Um, you ever seen the movie uh, uh, Space Soldiers or Soldier Space Soldiers or something like that? I forget what it's called, but it's like the movie where like I'm doing oh, Space Troopers. Space Troopers. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. They're like bugs, dude, and they look like little hornets. Like, <laughs> those things, dude, are freaky. Probably those. Those are probably my favorite because they just they freaked me out. They made me hate aliens for a long time. <laughs> All of them. I think aliens are okay. I can't. I are can't. You racist against aliens? No. Yeah, hey, I would like. Hey, for all the aliens Actually watching racist. this, I would, hey, for all the aliens that are watching this, I would like you guys to know How you're not all the same. Progresses of hey, you. I'm that's sorry. why they haven't. That's why they haven't come down yet. Hey. They're gonna hate us. <laughs> They're gonna throw us all into the same category as yeah. the one from yeah, Space Troopers. Self esteem issues. They're not gonna like us. They're just gonna shoot us immediately. <laughs> uh, and then elites too. I like Halo. Hey, yeah. The the Covenant, I guess, would be their name. Yeah, that would probably be mine. Blue, what would you say? Hey, don't judge me for this, but I don't. I, I'm picking this not because it's like, oh, cool aliens. I'm picking this because of the the, the philosophy behind. It. Yeah, okay, bro. Look, <laughs> okay, hear me out. That's the fine. Fallen. I just knew. I just knew where you were going. The Fallen. The reason I like the Fallen so much. Obviously, they have cool designs and stuff, but I like them so much because they're a caricature of what our humanity would look like if someday we were just totally ruin our planet and fail. And we were to survive, what would we be doing? We'd probably be like a terrible, desperate, shitty race scavenging around the galaxy trying to stay alive. Yeah. That's why I, mean, I like the phone so much. I disagree. Why do you disagree? Because it's, it's destiny. Just because it's destiny. Did you see that? The worst. Did you see that reveal stream? It doesn't have to do with them being okay. aliens, though. Come on. Well, we'll save that for later. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I will say. Go on, I, fruit. What's your what's your favorite alien? Skin, I thought I would probably agree up there with blue. Um, there, there's got to be ones that handle it really well too. Like what comes to mind is like District Nine. Um, oh, District like those aliens. I've never seen oh that movie God. out of spite Ooh. because it was supposed to be the Halo movie. It was. It was still good. So though. I never saw it out of spite. Still a good movie though. It was an incredible movie. I'm glad that it wasn't a Halo movie because it would probably have been terrible. Because video game movies always try to cheese themselves. <laughs> have you seen the Sonic trailer? <laughs> that looks amazing. Um, but yeah, same thing with like District Nine. Like, um, we immediately criminalize these aliens and all this kind of stuff, and they're just like, it's like a class bro, system. No, bro, we're just trying to get home. We need some fuel, <laughs> like. That's just it. Like, can you get, just put some gas in? <laughs> and, and we'll we're be gone. out of here. We're go- we promise. Um, but yeah, just kind of like that. And like, it seems funny too. You know, that I just like to imagine those aliens. Yeah, they're just That's traveling through. They run out of fuel and they're like, yo, we just got to stop here and gas I, I believe, up. Yeah. That's what, like their whole thing is they're just trying to like um, gather stuff to fuel their ship or something. It's been a little while, but I, it's something like that. It was something really practical I'll though, where like it. they weren't the enemy. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they more or less crash land them. on our planet and instead of us offering to help them, we as humans are like, oh, Omega Lol time. Like how can we profit off you for being yeah. taken? Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah I like to think they're just we stay traveling through space, run out of gas, they're like, Ugh, make a pit stop. Like we don't have a choice. Like, <laughs> that place sucks, man. Yeah, yeah, Mars yeah. is right there. The Earth? Oh, I've only heard, I only learned about that from the textbooks. We oh, wait, Gigi Orizzi's film there. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah sick. Yeah, yeah. We might make the Alien podcast. <laughs> I love that one. I hope they mention us. <laughs> um, so yeah, that would probably be my answer. Blake Russell. What's up, Blake? Says, Dear the Dream Team, three words, 2006 O'Hare incident. Now, if you all pull up the message oh. I have in the DM, oh. I do have the Wikipedia page okay. uh, in case we're all curious. Um, so the 2006 O'Hare International Airport UFO sighting 
he wanted us to look into this. Okay. You know, this is like um like somebody who can't really say anything, but they give us a hint to look into something. This is the start of like a movie. This you is know, a lot like, of reading. I can't say anything, but 2006 over here. Like you know what to do. We will look into it. It occurred on November 7th, 2006, around 4.15 p.m., when a total of 12, I said 12, United Airlines employees and a few witnesses outside the airport at Chicago Air International Airport reported a UFO sighting. The Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, declined to investigate the incident because the UFO was not seen on radar and called it a weather phenomenon. Okay, well, there's a problem. I'm literally clicking through this thing. There's no pictures. You're right. That is a problem. No pictures. Yeah, so must that's it. No pictures. How am I supposed to know what this thing looked like or believe if there are no pictures? Well, they did. These people that did whatever recounted uh, says it was first spotted by a ramp employee who was pushing back a flight, which was departing Chicago. Um, he let the flight crew know of the object above their aircraft. It was also witnessed by pilots, airline management, and mechanics. No air traffic control saw the object, and it did not show up on radar. Witnesses described the object as completely silent. Hey, I Bob mean, said that. I hey, said that. Bob was right. I said Six that to 24 too. feet in diameter and dark gray in color. Several independent witnesses outside the airport also saw the object. One described a disc-shaped craft hovering over the airport, stating that it was Obviously not clouds. According to this witness, the object shot through the clouds at high velocity, leaving a clear blue hole in the cloud layer. The hole reportedly seemed to close itself shortly afterward. Hmm. Well, the problem is, again, it's just words and just an account. I That's mean, a lot of people, though. It's just a... I, I should have made thing? an incident about my Lake Powell incident, because obviously that would have been written about... Yeah, but like the, I think the thing here is there are some credible people, right? Some aviation yeah. people, pilots, all seeing this. And if they were to know, you know, I mean, flying objects, it'd probably be them, right? Aliens. Maybe. So when did things get weird at <laughs> Chicago here in 2006? So the FFA denied um, that they had any information on the UFO sighting until the Chicago Tribune filed a Freedom of Information Act request the FFA then ordered an internal review of air traffic communications to comply, uh, which subsequently uncovered a call by the United Supervisor to an FAA manager in the airport tower concerning the UFO sighting. Their stance concludes that the sighting was caused by a weather phenomenon and that the agency would therefore not be investigating the incident. That is something that they would cover up. They'd be like, oh, it's nothing. Nothing to do. It's weather. We're not going to look into it. But they knew. They knew. They knew. I mean... But I would say it was clouds if I was the government. You know, I don't want them knowing that. I mean, it was from what I'm reading, it was right over. Yeah, the airport. Mm -hmm. Not like way up, like hmm. above them. Like just kind of, you can see it. Yeah. That's sketch. Your own eyes. That's you know, I'm just I'm just reading what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? UFO investigators have argued that the FAA's refusal to look into the incident contradicts the agency's mandate to investigate possible security breaches at American airports, such as in this case, an object witnessed by numerous airport employees officially re uh, reported by at least one of them hovering in plain sight over one of the busiest airports in the world. It's extremely see, busy. I hate that airport. See, but if it was hovering... Okay, I guess I guess I need to like stop thinking of this like it was literally over it, because if it was high enough in the air, then naturally, yeah, none of the airports would have had like a camera to see it plus i mean nobody's but, like looking up there without no i must it 
Sounds like one guy randomly yeah. is like, the fudge? Like, let the guys know. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah what the? And then. Yeah, what is that? I believe stuff like that happens, but. Yeah, couldn't be seen on radar. That's totally possible. Um, That's not too surprising. Yeah, the the fact that they're not, like, looking into it just shows even more that it's Omega Sus. But. I forget. 2006, what... geez, that's 13 years ago. I'm so mm-hmm. old. But uh, that's all we know. No, well, who really knows? Thanks, James. Was it Brian? It was Brian. It was Brian. Blake. Blake. Thanks, Blake. <laughs> Thank you, Blake. Hey, you know. My bad, Blake. Just uh, just something to stoke the fire, you know? Something that might have happened. We don't know one way or the other. Just, uh, I mean, that story has as much as credibility as my Lake Powell story, so I can't, no, I can't hate. No. What do you mean, no? This one has more credibility. Got news coverage. You got you got some credible people. I literally just texted Reagan and said, "Hey, do you remember people?" (laughs) I literally texted Reagan and I said, "Again, again, this information is stored right next to where your brain thought you were a 9/11 veteran, bro." All right, I'm just saying. I don't know what's going on up there. Said Reagan, I need to ask you something. I said, "Do you remember when we were at Lake Pound that UFO came down and put a light on us?" I haven't talked to Reagan in like four years. You sound like Jeremy right now. Okay, but That's listen. That's what I'm saying. It can't. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. You all right? <laughs> yeah. The light came, brother. Um, yeah, I'd say the thing that has going for it is just so many people. Yeah. Um, and some people who, like, again, would probably know about flying objects. Um, and then the, FF, the FAA covering it up, man. It's a conspiracy. That is a conspiracy. But just, just a game theory. Just saying. And lastly, Jameson Tanner. What up, Jameson Tanner? If I we think it's assume, Tanner Jameson. If we assume that aliens do exist, mm-hmm. which video game aliens do you think want to be uh, real? What? Oh, which ones would I want to be real? Yeah. Like, oh, God. Be, like, they're like, yep, there's aliens. Like, which one would you choose? Pikmin? <laughs> I guess, because they, they could... Yeah, they could just kind of roll with us. They're, they're not That's Yeah, true. they're chill. I don't want to pick like that. I like it'd be cool to have the covenant, but like they're gonna try and kill us and shit. Like, hey, we saw what they did to Reach, bro. Yeah, remember? Yeah, I, I'm there for you. Glass that I, sucker. I, I, I killed the game. It killed Halo too. Um, <laughs> it killed Reach and <laughs> the killed. franchise. <laughs> but uh, probably Pikmin because I think it's the only alien right now that I can think of that's uh, kind of chill. That's smart. Blue, what would you do? Dude, I'm going to go with the arrival aliens. I wanted, I wanted the power to see it in the future. Word, word. Yeah, I mean, it's That's a dope. video game, not movie. Oh, oh. No, I mean, well, video game aliens. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. okay. Damn, they're not, they're there's not a lot of like kind of friendly. Damn, aliens. they couldn't have made a shitty arrival movie. Damn it. Um, <laughs> yeah. a shitty arrival video game. Damn it, dude. Uh, um, fucking, I don't I, know. That, what? You want the hype? I don't know. I, you guys almost, love Destiny. I thought maybe almost like, oh, all the wait, video the games. So sick. Aliens I've played were like we're murdering them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying. Probably. That's why when I picked Pikmin, I was like, nice. Yeah, that was a good like. Nice. That was a, that was a trick question. I think you beat it. Yeah, you won. I won. If far as like not, yeah, I would, I'd probably go with Pikmin. They're chill. Um, I'm gonna go with Saiyans. Haha, they're technically aliens. What is Dragon that? Ball. Oh, I what think. Do you said- mean? Oh, Sans. Sans. Oh, Sans. I thought you said yeah. Sans like Undertale. Oh, no, I was no, no. like, Sans. Sans. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be super dope. But but they take over planets. Yeah, and they they can have it. It's <laughs> actually not good. Just yeah, that's actually me. really bad. Yeah, that's actually probably the worst pick. But if we're in Dragon Ball, that means all those aliens exist. Well, I mean, and canonically, Goku protects Earth, so you know what? Never yeah. mind. 
Can so you imagine if we real. had a Goku? Plus, we can't lose, dude. He's got plot armor. So Earth he is literally safe. has plot armor. Earth is we safe. win. Yeah. Although he'll also wager us for a tournament. But don't worry. Plot armor. We should be okay. He has a plan. Yeah. He's he knows what he's doing. He's he wouldn't just do dad that. Too. <laughs> totally has a plan. He definitely doesn't have a family. Oh god. <laughs> he's like, hey guys, uh, I kind of like bet the, our universe. Like, oh yeah, yeah, sick, dude. I mean, what did he expect? That I'm gonna go get Frieza. <laughs> I did like though in Super. Uh, this made me think of just like aliens and civilization. Was at one point with Zamasu when he's learning from the Kai, mm-hmm. uh, the Supreme Kai. They go to like a planet, and they're like supposed. To, they just observe. They, they're not supposed to interfere. And so they're like at a planet where there's like early life. And he goes, now let's see like what happens to them. Because he's trying to prove that like not all humanity or like life is bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's like, let's just, and like does a little thing and like fast forwards like 30,000 years or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, okay, they didn't evolve. So they're like still just like oh. dumb apes or whatever, like fighting each other. Mm-hmm. But I thought that's cool. Like maybe that's people watching us. Like, hey, let's yeah, see. they're just like Xenosun. No, like, ooh, <laughs> that's okay. If they saw us, they'd be like, not bad. Yeah, could be worse. Not bad. Polar ice caps are still kind of there. <laughs> I mean, could so, be worse. Yeah. Thank you uh, for the question, Jameson, and thank you all for listening to this alien podcast. Let us know what you thought of a. Do you believe? Yeah. Well, yeah. First off, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment down below. If you did listen to it, uh, your thoughts, the Bobblezar part, or just aliens in general. Or hit us up on our social media. Um, or if you're listening via audio, just give us a rating. <laughs> Thank you. Five. Uh, love you. Or seven. Ten. Maybe eight. nine. Why stop there? You know what I'm saying? 69. Um, but we do appreciate that. And if you do like these uh, theme podcasts, I kind of want to do one later on with just, just conspiracies. Just oh. look up the weirdest conspiracies and, you and know, like actual those. conspiracies like maybe that we believe in. Yeah. Or like there's some weird ones, man. Yeah. Like There's the DIA really conspiracy, weird. have you ever heard of that one? Uh-huh. Yeah. There's tons of them. That's not a real one. That one's mm-hmm. not real at all. Well, we'll find some. That, anyway, there, so. like if that sounds something cool to you guys. But other than that, we will be back next week with all of the off-topicness you could possibly imagine. Not taking next week off. No. No weeks off. Well, we might take... I mean, I think we'll like... <laughs> Every we'll let you know. Then, yeah, we'll let give you let you know breaks or like you know every couple months or something take a week off or whatever. But it's not important. We'll um, see you guys in eight months. Blue, where can they find you? You guys can find me at Blue Westlo everywhere. Uh, so when did things get weird? <laughs> uh, you guys can find me at Twitch.tv slash RabbitV and RabbitV all over the internet. Uh, Google Mr. Fruit and hopefully takes you, you get place. me and not that like Singapore shop. What? There's this weird, everyone sends it to me. Oh. It's like, look at your store. It's Oh. I'll uh, cop some merch? No. Cop your, cop oh, your but, Mr. Fruit merch though. Well, and cop your Blue Westlow merch. Yeah, but if they're listening to this today, like it's almost done. So. Oh. So get it today. It's the <laughs> yeah. last day you can fucking get it. Just get merch, dude. Bitches. Hoodie season. Talk to you next week. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. 
when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.